Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, most of the announcements are in your bulletin. The only thing I want to add is if you purchased a poinsettia, please, please, please take it home today. That way we don't have to have somebody make sure they're coming in and watering them and hopefully they're not dying. So if you um, purchased one, please take it home and we'll rearrange the ones that are left so they still look nice, but please take them home. If you are able, please stand for our call to worship. What shall, shall we, we offer you, you O Christ, Christ, who came, who came to, to live among us as, as one, one of us? Every creature you made gives thanks. The angels offer a hymn, the shepherds their wonder, the earth offers its cave, the field gives its straw for the manger. But what, what shall we offer you today? How about loud voices as we sing Joy to the World 246? Stay with us after worship. We are having a birthday party for Jesus in the gym. Amen. So um, while you're standing, 
Let's greet someone with a smile, handshake, a wave, whatever. Merry, Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas, Martha. He's highly focused. <laughs> I couldn't find mine, Sandy. I couldn't even find I couldn't even find my really red one. This was as close to red as I could get. That's, hey, why would you want to ruin a beautiful plant? <laughs> As we go to prayer this morning, do take the moment to, to look at the prayer request in the bulletin. Um, and keep folks in your prayers. The, the list is not inclusive. We've got a number of people that, um, thankfully, it's, there's one or two that are having... Um, relapses of COVID, um, but thankfully that's that's not the major thing that's going on. Um, the major thing that's going on is apparently um, there is a very uh, spreadable influenza A that's going around, and so. Um, it, it, if you're like me, okay, which means that you're an older person, or if you are a younger person, a child, do watch yourselves carefully, okay? The big, the, the big symptom of concern is you start running a temperature, so, okay? Um, and then we have folk that are struggling with cancer. Um, please remember Bill Marshall. Remember Sherry. Bill's cancer has spread. Okay. And um, remember Pastor Eric Stone from Adrian First United Methodist Church. Um, he was admitted to the hospital um, just before Christmas Eve. And... Um, was discovered to have terminal cancer. So do keep uh, Eric and his wife Sherry and their family in your prayers. Let us remember each other. Okay. I want to thank you all for showing up. I was, I was going through internet stuff, and it was like, 
just stay home, was what people were saying. And I'm bad, okay, because I'm worse than a, a, a National Football League team owner, okay? You never cancel a game, all right? So you don't cancel church unless it's extraordinarily dangerous. That means you can't drive, you can't breathe because it's so cold, okay? I tell you to stay safe, all right? But mostly, I'll show up, okay? And if I don't show up, you know it's real bad. And I was saying to folk last, last night because there, people were, were saying, there was, we had a crowd. We had a crowd at 7 o'clock, you know, and people were a little let down. But I did a quick count, all right? When I started pastoring in, in Michigan as a Methodist pastor, all right, there were four more people here at 11 o'clock than were at my first two worship services. <laughs> so, as far as I was concerned, it was a huge success. <laughs> um, but let's remember the folk that aren't here, okay? And... Remember to breathe today. We've all got a lot going on. Just stop every now and then and breathe. Okay? And breathe. And on Christmas Day, it's more appropriate than any other day except Easter to say thank you, Jesus. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Our blessed Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you have come to be one of us. We thank you that in all of the religions... You started the one that says God has to show up. And we thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming to the stable. Thank you, O oh Lord, for taking that first breath. Thank you for living the way we live with all its ups and downs and sideways. Thank you for not just talking about God's love, but showing us God's love in action. There's so many things going on in us and around us we don't understand. You understand. And, Lord Jesus, you don't let us go through it all by ourselves. Be with us. 
We pray, O oh Lord, for the touches of the kingdom of God we so desperately want. The healing, O oh Lord, for the sick. The food for the hungry, the clothes for the naked. The life, O oh Lord, for the dying. And, O oh Lord, peace, blessed peace. You want us to know and live the kingdom of God now. Help us to cooperate with you so that we can taste the kingdom in our own lives and we can share a taste of the kingdom with others. It is for that kingdom we pray every time we join our voices together in the words you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment for silent prayers? God will speak in his turn during our prayer time. Amen. If you are able, please join me for the Christmas prayer. Light of the world, we celebrate your birth. We grasp the hope, hope it brings to all, all people. people. We, have we have heard, heard the, the joyful sound. sound. We, we have, have seen the glory of our salvation. salvation. Your, your birth, birth overwhelms us. It fills our lives with promise and joy. Your light rolls back the darkness. It illuminates us in our temptation to head into the shadows. Let us love your light more than the darkness. Make us known as children of God. Turn our words into actions of peace and comfort in a world needing your grace and hope. Help us to open doors of salvation to others. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning.
is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I think we're going to have an anthem. No? Oh, well, Martha, I'm going. That's okay. I'm going to ask the children to come up here. Would the children come, please? And would you come up here? candles extinguished. Come on up here. Yeah. Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me. Come on. Come on. Yes, we're doing stuff a little different today. You know, the big people are supposed to have all the answers all the time. Do you have all the answers all the time? No. Okay. Big people don't either. I was saying to the people last night that we get spoiled. Okay? We don't use flames like we used to, and now we have matches and lighters, so it's easy to start a flame, okay? But if you ever have to start a flame from nothing, it's not easy. It takes practice. You have to know what you're doing. The flame is a symbol of light. It's a symbol of love and truth. And for us, it's a symbol of the presence of Jesus. Now, remember we talked about the Advent wreath being a calendar? Yeah? You've been keeping track? No? Oh, come on. You have, you've been counting down the days to Christmas. No? All right. Okay. Each of the candles has its own special meaning, okay? and there's different ways to describe each candle. We talked in terms of joy and peace and love and faith. Okay. This candle... has a couple of names. Sometimes it's called the Christ candle. Sometimes it's called the Jesus candle. Okay? In the Advent wreath, it's the Christmas candle. 
It's to remind us that Jesus is here. That's what Christmas is all about. Okay? Christmas is all about God loving us and showing up. Things get hard sometimes. It helps to know that we're not alone. It helps to know that somebody loves us. Jesus is always with us. We may not see him, okay, unless somebody takes the time to show us that Jesus lives here. Jesus lives here. A lot of times we forget to show other people that Jesus is here and Jesus is here. It's not always easy to show Jesus is here and Jesus is here. Sometimes we just get angry and upset and confused and we go cross-eyed. Okay, but we're not alone. Jesus is always here. Jesus is always here. And you know what? Jesus is always there. Same place in you and you and you and you. Always remember that. And when you see people that they're obviously feeling alone, let them see Jesus in you. Okay? It's Christmas. Yay! That's okay. You got a Christmas dance? I love it. <laughs> Have a great day. I hope, I hope you're blessed with good stuff. Okay? You'll at least have some sweet stuff. <laughs> okay. The, uh, j just a reminder, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the candy cane prayer, okay, there's copies of it just outside the door on the table. Please take them. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, please take them. On behalf of our church family, we would like to present Mike with a Christmas present. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> now, now, now you're now you're seeing now you're seeing too much of Mike. Notice how this is going, okay? And I'm having I'm having a seizure up here because I ripped the paper. No. I want to tell my grandma it's really all right to tear the paper. She had to save it and flatten it out for the next year. For next year.
Su- Susie, Susie and I have pretty much got, gotten over most of that. Okay. Amazon. Wow. There, there's one and a half billion dollars in here? Not exactly. <laughs> okay. Now. Come on. Can't raise, rise to the challenge, Mike. All right. There's another box. And guess what? There's another box. I'm glad you volunteered to clean up. <laughs> And of course, I dropped the bow where it's impossible to get. Oh, Christmas joy. Thank you. Today, today is a joyous day for Susie and I. All right. Not only because it's Christmas, but because it's our wedding anniversary. We've been married 51 years. Congratulate congrat be sure to be sure to, to be sure to to congratulate her on her endurance. Oh my goodness. There is a card which I I assumed was all that there would be. And there's a stack of bills. Thank you for your generosity and kindness. And just that little stack. As a gift to you, Mike, we decided to help your pastor friend in Kenya. Please forward this $507 to him and his parish. Yes! Happy then. All right. Yes. Yesterday, I, I had an e-message from Peter, okay? And he and Anne, his wife, are always so appreciative. And the note was, thank you for all you've done for us. We and the four orphans that are with us this Christmas appreciate everything that you have done. All right. Now, one of the things that Peter does is he sends me photos. Come on camera work. Why are you doing this to me?
Okay. Peter and Anne put up a church, which is basically a shelter from the sun. It seats 12 people. In the village that they serve, they did something that had never been done before. And I'm really proud of them because it shows their respect for women. They built an outhouse with a separate door for the women. It was the first time that there was an alternative to squatting in a bush in that village. Joy! Thank you. You're welcome. Shall we do offering now? Okay. You've already been so generous. I'm going to give this to my wife before I lose it.
God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, all of the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. O Lord Jesus, you have given us the most wonderful gift of all, the gift of yourself. There's no way we can outgive you. All we can do, O oh Lord, is give back to you some of what you have so generously given to us. Take our gifts. By themselves, we know they're not enough. But in your hands, there is enough so that everyone can have a taste of the kingdom of God. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our Christmas carol of preparation requires that you sing like angels. 245.
Thank you for singing like angels, because I definitely wasn't. You may be seated. The scripture focus for this morning is 2 Corinthians 1.20. I encourage you to read the whole of 2 Corinthians because it's the Apostle Paul's letter to Christians who, like us, were trying to sort themselves out. Our focus is going to be on this verse. For in him, that is in Jesus, every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason, it is through him, Jesus, we say amen to the glory of God. Our tendency is to think that amen means the end. Amen means from the deepest depths of my heart, I want this to be a reality. Let it sink in. From the deepest depths of my heart, I want what I've just said to you to be a reality. Amen? Amen? This is going to be an I hope you sermon. I'm going to do my best to say what I mean, and at the end of the sermon, I hope you get it what it was I tried to say. Okay? Now, the way I... I attempt to do my sermons is I have an organizing sentence. And for this sermon, it is, Jesus is the fulfillment of all God's promises, each of which can be made real in our lives if we say yes to him. Okay? So, if the rest of the words get in the way, that's what I'm wanting you to hear. The deal with this sermon is that it's about something simple. It seems that the simple things can be the hardest to understand. This sermon is about the meaning of Christmas. And one of the saddest things that we Christians have done is this. We have lost the meaning of Jesus. We can give all kinds of details about his birth and his life. We can talk lots of doctrine and theology but few of us can answer the question, so what? Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Sheila, so what? Okay, so what? You know I needed help. So what? I couldn't do it alone. So what? She survived the five so what test. I go home now? Oh, sorry. No, you have to stay to the end. <laughs> You're doing the benediction. <laughs> okay. 
that so what question. Okay. I came across a little piece that says, you get to the depths of things, okay, if you can answer so what five times in regard to any situation. Think about anything you know about Christmas. Think about the virgin birth. Think about the shepherds and the angels. Think about the stable. Think about the magi, the three wise men. And after each detail, ask yourself, so what? I got one of my church folks really angry with me during an Advent Bible study. And she was afraid I was a liberal. Okay? And she asked me, do you believe in the virgin birth? And I said, it just so happens that I do. But so what? Huh? You believe in the virgin birth. So what? Has that made you a better person? Do you treat other people better because of that? Or do you go around asking rude, obnoxious questions like, do you believe in the virgin birth? To test if other people are real Christians or not. Christmas, so what? In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul gives us the answer. Jesus came into the world to fulfill every promise of God. He came to show us how to say yes to God, to life and to each other. Now, I know that there are at least two people that remember the rock that resided in front of the altar for several weeks here. Okay? It was a sermon without words. There was also a ladder here. Okay? The sermon was about what it took for Jacob to get to the place where he would listen to God so that God could say, you are going to be the recipient of my promises. Okay? He had to steal from his brother, from his dad. He was a good mama's boy which says something about mom, um, but because she egged him on, okay? His brother wanted him dead. That was why he was alone out in the fields that night with a rock for his pillow. And only after all of that did he come to the moment where he could hear God say, 
you are about to receive the promises that I made to Abraham and to Isaac. Jesus came to tell us, you're about to receive all the promises of God. Okay? Jesus came to show us how to say yes to God, to life, and to each other. In the way Jesus lived and in what Jesus taught, he fulfilled all of God's promises. And you know what? They are God's promises to you and me. That doesn't mean we never have any trouble in our lives. It means that we're never alone. Okay? Whenever I'm in deep doo-doo, I remember who invented fertilizer. Hear what I'm saying? I will admit to getting impatient with the pace of transition into fertilizer, but I remember who invented fertilizer. Jesus came into the world, the Son of God, as a human being with human thoughts and feelings and needs. He is a person like you and me. Jesus became an itinerant preacher and a teacher. He did his teaching and preaching with authority that astounded those who met him. They kept asking each other, who is this guy? Jesus suffered abandonment and betrayal by friends, the injustice of a politically motivated and rigged judicial process, and finally, a cruel death on a cross. See, those are things that we don't know, we don't allow ourselves the details of. You know how it's likely that Jesus was nailed to the cross? In the, la in the last 20 years, there have been four skeletons of Roman crucified people discovered in different places around the Mediterranean. And all four of them, okay, had the nail through their heel bone from the side. excruciating. Scott's back there shaking his head. You, you, come, you, you come across somebody in a car crash or something like that with crushed feet, and that's what basically the Romans did. And then they made you, they made you put your weight on it. Jesus fulfilled the law by, giving, by living the spirit of the law. He made the law and the redemption the law was intended to offer a reality. 
Jesus brought the reality of joy and peace to the troubled. Jesus brought the reality of health and wholeness to the sick. Jesus brought the reality of the kingdom of God into people's everyday existence. And Jesus brought the reality of resurrection into the world. Jesus lived every moment, reached beyond himself, and did what others were too afraid to do or lacked the vision to do for others. And one of the things I remind myself and I tell others is Jesus never asked anybody else to do something he hadn't already done. When he sent people out to spread the good news, the gospel, he said, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. And we would go, huh? And Jesus would say, What's the problem? I already did it. The challenge to us is, when are we going to start? Jesus lived his life and gave his life as an investment in other people. Jesus saw life as God's great gift and was rich. Another Methodist, E. Stanley Jones, observed, a poor view of life makes for a poor person. Jesus teaches us to work to fulfill others. Jesus taught, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I try to remind myself and other people, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't love yourself, your neighbor's going to get a really bum deal. Jesus went around doing good. Jesus reached out to draw other people into the blessings of God's kingdom. Fulfillment demands a fundamental confidence. And that's one of the things that we have trouble with in our culture. A person has to be confident to get to fulfillment. We have to believe it's a real possibility. It's not just psychology, it's a spiritual reality. Finding fulfillment in Jesus means that we are confident that it is God who rules and orders the world, and that it is God who rules and orders our lives from the inner limits of who we are to the outer limits of who we can be. Finding fulfillment in Jesus means that we have come to an awareness of where we stand, both with ourselves and with God. Who are you? Who are you? Now, if I ask you to tell me the bad stuff, you'd list it. Who are you? The good stuff. Okay? The good stuff. 
what's right with you. And so what? Okay. On my way home last night from, from the late service, I was thinking to myself, uh, I, that 25, 30-minute drive gives me time to think, which is terrible. Okay? But I was thinking, we often, when we, we talk about doing stuff and achieving stuff, okay, we use as our model the person who's done it as perfectly as we can envision it being done instead of comparing ourselves to the person who did nothing. Huh, Mike? The person who does nothing buries the treasure that God's given them. Hasn't invested it. Hasn't done anything with it, positive or otherwise. Okay. What have you done? Not bad. Okay. I make cr people crazy in, in the, the meetings here at church. What did you do right, Sheila? Mm-hmm. What else? You were liturgist at, at a late night Christmas Eve service that almost no other church in the area had. Okay. Jesus was here. He was. Okay. What did you do right in the last 24 hours? I know you could tell me what you did wrong. Okay, I feel sad for both Linda and Jim because I make them both crazy. She, you know, Shirley, I make you, I make you two crazy. What did you do right? You came, you showed up. Okay, and see, that's the basic lesson of, of Christmas. What is Christmas about? God showed up. We don't put it in that perspective. That's what Christmas is all about. God showed up. And how did God show up? Okay. He brought his son to us. Think about it, Sandy. God showed up as a baby. Did that baby walk on water? Okay. See, what we do is we forget one reality. You want to teach people to love, you give them a chance.
God showed up, what's the first thing he did? You got to take care of me. I can't make it without you. Think about it. Y'all that have been moms, you know I'm telling you the truth. I'm here, you got to take care of me. It didn't stay that way. Okay. The gifts of love that people gave Jesus, all right, grew. And he gave gifts of love that were amazing to other people. Think about it. Think about it. The scripture not only says that Jesus fulfills every one of the promises of God in our lives, but that Jesus is also the amen of those promises. We put an amen at the end of lots of things like prayers and hymns. However, it doesn't mean the end. It means, so be it. From the depths of my heart, this is what I want to have be a reality. Jesus is God's amen. Jesus is God's, I want what I have just said and done to be a reality from the deepest core of who I am to every one of his promises in every one of our lives. What will we do with Jesus' fulfilling God's promises? We can ignore it. We can hang back in uncertainty. Obviously, those are both saying no to Jesus. Or we can embrace Jesus as the divine fulfillment and amen as God so be it for all of God's promises to us, both as individuals, as a church, and I'll go so far as to say as a nation and a culture, as a world. Jesus lived with confidence in God and felt free to fulfill all that God had for him. Jesus lived in new ways to demonstrate to people just how bountiful and just how close at hand the kingdom of God actually is. When we ask that question, are God's promises for me, Jesus yells, yes! He doesn't say no when we want God's promises fulfilled in our lives. If we ask and we don't receive, it may be that we're merely mistaken what we want at the moment for what God has really promised us. We may have mistaken owning more things for security. We may have mistaken feeling secure for the promise of God's self-transforming and self-transcending love being in us and through us. The times that I've been most insecure have been the times when I did the most growing. If we seek fulfillment in Jesus, then he says amen. He says amen for the blessings of the kingdom in our lives. 
Christmas is God fulfilling all of those promises to us in Jesus. We own these promises of God because of Jesus. Are we going to live as if God's promises have been fulfilled? Will we live in new ways to demonstrate the blessings of the kingdom so that others too can discover those promises and those blessings? When God asks us, will you accept my promises? Will you take them and live by them? Share them with others and allow yourself to be blessed? Will we say yes? I know how hard it can be to say yes to God. Okay. See this smile? I'm retired. Yes, this sermon is long, and it's complicated, okay? And I told myself eight years ago I would never do sermons every Sunday again for the rest of my life. Oops. Will we say yes? If we say yes, Jesus will say amen. So be it. From the bottom of my heart, I want this to happen. There's no telling how these wonderful promises will be fulfilled in our lives as individuals, as families, as the church. You can tell when the Spirit of God is moving, when things happen that you totally don't expect. I spent the last week wondering where I was going to come up with a couple of hundred dollars to send to Peter. Thank you for saying yes to Jesus. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain.
please join us in our benediction. Lord Jesus, when we leave here, help us to recognize you when you meet us in our everyday lives. When we see you, let us welcome you into our lives and into all that we do. Then we can learn from you the lessons of God. They are the lessons of love, forgiveness, generosity, and gratitude. Amen. Let it be. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. Hope you don't have to run off. There's a birthday party for Jesus. Amen.